Welcome to the Kintsugi Life podcast with me, Toby Hazelwood. Kintsugi Life is about learning, growing and strengthening from the times of adversity and challenge that we all go through. It's about valuing them as part of what makes us who we are. Right now, let's get into the content. And welcome to this episode of the Kintsugi Life podcast with me, Toby Hazelwood. In this episode, I want to talk about how the recent experiences of coronavirus have prompted me to redefine my definition of success and my personal view on what success really means, and how I think we should really be redefining success to mean enough. It's about the joy of feeling satisfied without needing more than we already have or more than we need. In recent years, I've become obsessive about driving for more in life. Success to me was synonymous with something bigger and better than I already had. It existed somewhere beyond a distant horizon, and to reach it seemed to demand greater effort, discipline and resolve than I'd managed to muster thus far. To feel like a success meant getting more than I already had, be that more free time, more money or the trappings of material wealth and excess accumulation. It meant having more than I might need, accumulating an excess or buffer that would signify that I'd finally, truly made it. Success as a provider meant being able to give my wife and kids anything they might want or need. I would only measure up to my own expectations if I were prepared to meet any unforeseen occurrence or expense that might befall us. In my relationships, I craved elusive perfection. I wanted to feel like everything was on an even keel constantly that happiness was perpetual and that nothing could ever knock things off track in my marriage, as a parent to my kids and in my wider family and friendships. Success in relationships meant playing my various roles better than I'd previously managed. Succeeding in my health and fitness demanded mastery of my diet and exercise with unflinching commitment and unshakable resolve. My goals were tied to unrealistic ideals, targets that were over-optimistic for a mere mortal like me. I'd regularly feel like a failure when I didn't achieve them. I've come to learn that in most cases my viewpoint was skewed towards goals which were simply unrealistic. They were grinding me down, making me feel inadequate, and they weren't truly congruent with what I really wanted or needed to experience inner peace and fulfilment. My definitions of success were skewed to an unhelpful extent towards excellence and excess, rather than adequacy and the attainment of enough. Part of the shift has been prompted by the recent effects of global turmoil on so many around the world who've lost friends, loved ones, incomes, careers and stability in their lives without warning. The shift has also come from experiencing the satisfaction, stability and gratitude I have for knowing that in virtually every aspect of life, I have enough. Enough is a blessing. Enough is to be treasured. Enough is all I really need. Never too much. In some circles, enough is practically a dirty word and an unpalatable concept. In the excellent book, Stillness is the Key, by Ryan Holiday, we learn of the extreme methods employed by Earl Woods in nurturing the prodigious talent that made his son, Tiger Woods, one of the greatest golfers in history. Woods Senior would subject his son to all manner 
of verbal and physical torments during practice sessions to help him become resilient, resistant to distraction and to drive out weakness from his mind and his golf game. According to interviews, Tiger could always quote their safe word, enough, if he felt unable to cope any longer and the abuse would simply cease. However, Tiger claims never to have used the word. He and his father even came to refer to it as the E-word, such was their disdain for enough as a threshold that could be acknowledged to exist. As Holiday reflects in the telling of Wood's story, this reluctance to acknowledge that one could ever have enough of anything might explain his successes in golf, many of which demanded that famed resilience and his unshakable will to win. It might also explain, if not excuse, the extent of his extramarital misdemeanours and the personal meltdown that destroyed his marriage and for many years threatened to do the same to his career. It seems that Tiger struggled to ever feel like he had had enough of anything. For some, like him, enough is a dirty word. Seeking more becomes addictive and can fuel truly momentous achievements. When it goes too far though, and we're unable to feel satisfied, no matter how much we achieve or accumulate, the pursuit of more can drive us to destruction. Seeking more can rob us of the ability to appreciate all that we already have. The hungry ghost can never be satisfied, no matter how much we try and feed it and satiate its needs. Enough is part of a virtuous life. In the same book, Stillness is the Key, which I will link to in the show notes, Holiday, a practitioner and advocate of the philosophy of Stoicism, describes the importance of enough to the ancient Stoics. Seneca, Epictetus, Marcus Aurelius and other Stoic luminaries recognise that when we have enough, all that we really need to live a virtuous life, we have everything. Just keep in mind, said Epictetus, that the more we value things outside of our control, the less control we really have. The Stoics recognise that when we fixate upon things that are not in our possession or outside of our influence, then we surrender control of our own lives and strip ourselves of inner peace. If we spend all our lives focusing outwards, coveting, craving and chasing what we don't have and what we think will have will bring us the elusive satisfaction we desire, we actually rob ourselves of the chance to appreciate all we have already. Many of the founders of Stoicism were born into wealthy families or enjoyed wealth and privilege at points in their lives, such as Marcus Aurelius, who was emperor of the Roman Empire. This didn't prevent them from recognising that material wealth and excess are not synonymous with happiness or peace. Epictetus said that wealth consists in not having great possessions, but in having few wants. Epictetus reminds us that only those who are truly fortunate in life are those whose needs have been all been met. Once you have enough, there isn't a linear relationship between greater accumulation and greater happiness. As this survey by Glassdoor and numerous as many surveys by Glassdoor and numerous similar such studies repeatedly show, beyond a point at which basic monetary needs are met, further increases in salary have a limited impact on the overall employee satisfaction. More money and greater wealth don't have a linear impact on happiness. Enough is enough. My own dear grandfather would often be heard to say, enough is as good as a feast. I've learned over time that he was absolutely right, and never has this seemed so true as it does right now. You can feast and gorge yourself to the point of sickness, but once hunger is satisfied, there really isn't any useful purpose in taking more. 
The same applies to all our basic needs, not just to our hunger and thirst. One person's enough might seem excessive to others. My income, for example, that would be adequate to support me alone, won't provide for my blended family of six. Enough doesn't necessarily mean just enough to pay the bills and no more. If peace and stability comes from being able to save money regularly, to provide for an uncertain future, then of course your income needs to meet that enough will be more than just the bare minimum to meet your bills. Similarly, my need to exercise to the point of building muscle and increasing my fitness might seem excessive to the person whose fitness goal is just to take a daily walk and eat sensibly to maintain their basic health. We all have different needs to be met. Enough for each person means having the ability to provide the life we each need to feel fulfilled, stable and at peace. The same applies to those areas where I used to feel I came up short compared to my expectations in life. In my relationships I have enough. My friendships may be limited in number, but they're enduring and rich in depth and loyalty. My marriage isn't without its ups or downs, but it is fundamentally strong, devoted, affectionate, loving and mutually supportive. My parenting isn't flawless, but my kids know they can depend on me for life, and their best interests are always at the fore of my mind and my heart. In terms of my health and fitness, I'm not likely to feature on the cover of Men's Health magazine with my six-pack rippling and my biceps bulging. I slip up frequently, and I often have a couple more beers than I intended on a Saturday evening. But I try and make more positive healthy choices than regrettable ones. I seldom quit on a workout when I've committed to it. I set myself stretching and uncomfortable fitness goals, and then push to achieve them. My efforts are enough and reflect a commitment to live my life as healthily as I can, respecting my body and doing all that I can to benefit my mind too. My efforts are enough. So to sum up, choosing to be satisfied with enough has been a freeing thing as I've discovered it. It was prompted through circumstances and global events of the recent past rather than out of personal meditation and reflection. But sometimes it does take radical outside events to force a change the effect is the same nonetheless. Certainly, many in the wider world and among my close circle of friends face into a long, long loss of income, health and associated challenges, but I felt very, very grateful for the fact that the effects in my own life have been minimal so far. It's hard to contemplate how the world will ever return to operating how it used to, and I'm much more inclined to accept that what we have now is the new normal. As I face into the future, I still have goals and a vision for how I want my life to be. Being satisfied with enough doesn't prevent me from having ambition or a desire to stretch and grow. What I now feel though is a sense of greater completeness as I evaluate my life. I'm able to reflect on all that I have and to feel more grateful forever than forever for all my blessings. Success then is and always was in my grasp. I just had to realise that it comes from realising that I have enough and that I am enough. I hope you found that useful and maybe you'll have a think about how you can recognise where you've got enough in your life already. And until next time, this is Toby Hazelwood with Kintsugi Life saying goodbye. You've been listening to the Kintsugi Life podcast with me, Toby Hazelwood. You can email me on toby at tobyhazelwood.com. I'd love to hear your feedback I'd love for you to leave me a positive review if you feel unworthy of one, 
and I'd also love for you to share this with anyone else who you think might benefit from the content. Until next time, this is Toby Hazelwood saying goodbye.